Oh, so I'm recording, by the way. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, my mouth feels like I got punched in the jaw. Um, but yeah, like, it's funny, man. Um, I never knew that when you're picking out like a tooth, they have like uh, colors you can choose from. So I, I get the fact for your front teeth, you know, like you want to have different shades of white. I guess some people don't really have like, like white teeth, right? But it's like, there's a few things that went through my head. First of all, mine was a molar. So you're not going to see it anyways, right? So I'm like, he's like asking me, he's like, which one do you like? And there's like a few different options. I'm like, I really don't care. Like it's my molar. But then I was thinking like, what if you had like in their front tooth and then you get your teeth whitened and then you pick like a shade that was like the color of your last like teeth. So it'd be like yellow. Uh, at that point, do you just go and get a new one or do you like just put a gold tooth over it? I mean, I don't So you just put a gold uh, cap. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, it took, um, um, for those of you who don't know, like I cracked my molar and, um, I, it took me four hours at the dentist. Like, yeah. So like they, they sawed it down or whatever, uh, but they make the tooth there for you. So that took like 45 minutes and it's made of cubic zirconium. So it's supposed to, um, withhold my, my grinding of my teeth. Um, so, because like whenever, whenever I do like squat or, or deadlift, like I've bitten through mouthpieces. And so he was like, yeah, you probably need to have one that's a little bit stronger. So, yeah. So that's been the excitement, but, um, yeah, sucked. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, was that insurance or did you end up paying out of pocket? No, I had insurance. Um, my insurance only paid, so I'll, yeah, I'll give you the breakdown. It cost uh, $1,400 and my insurance paid $400. <laughs> and that's for a emeritus PPO. And that's like the highest form of for dental. So on the bright side, I will hit my deductible faster. So I told my wife, I'm like, if I have another like tooth that messes up, I'll hit my deductible for the year and then I'll be smooth sailing from there. So <laughs> I, I only asked because I had, so I'd have one tooth emergency extracted after like a week and yeah. I went in, didn't have any insurance, didn't have anything. I went to an emergency dental clinic thing and they're like trying to convince me to do the root canal. It was like three, four grand, whatever. They're like, you're young. You should like, we don't want to take out a tooth if we don't have to. Uh, I'm like, no, pull it. So they did another x-ray to confirm because the first x-rays I had done, they said it looked like an infection. They put me on antibiotics, all that stuff, and it didn't improve. Uh, so went to this new place. They're like, all right, well, we need different imaging. They went in and they found out like the two prongs that like anchor your tooth in. When I had my head injury, when I smashed on the ground, I broke those two prongs off. So they broke and then over the years, they disintegrated. So eventually, so when I started having the pain was all of a sudden when the last bit of that tooth encasing my nerve disintegrated. So now it was just like sharp, like jagged tooth. Anytime it was touched, like directly on the nerve. So they're like, oh, if you would have done a root canal, it would not have helped you at all. So they ended up pulling it out for a long time. Once I moved states two or three times, I lost the tooth. But I actually had it where you could see on the x-ray and you could see the prongs were literally broken off. So where it was supposed to have the two things that anchor, they were completely gone. Uh, cost, it cost me $800, $900. I was broke as shit. I was paycheck to paycheck, but entire check. Cause I could, I went a week without sleeping or eating. I barely could get down like protein shakes, drinking them. It yeah. Yeah, it's like the sensitivity of like air or water. Oh yeah, Dude, that's crazy. Oh, like I like feel, I can like feel it. <laughs> um, Dude, I was, so I broke my skull. I've, you know me, I've had plenty of injuries. Yeah. Most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life. And yeah, man. funny enough, my hip was the other one. I had a dead spot in my like quad area for five, six years from, uh, I did a huge set of stairs on or a gap thing on my bike, but I nicked the curb at the last second because when I was approaching it, I didn't, I was, I rode street. So I, I was approaching it. I'm like, oh, 
I have a decent idea what this is. I'm just going to jump over it. And it ended up being bigger than I thought as I was coming up. So I gave it like an extra second to try to really uh, get some error from it. And my back tire nicked the top of the, like, it wasn't a curb, but it was like a higher wedge thing. Nicked that. I flew over and I came down and smashed on the pavement. If my they they said my bone my hip my actual bone was bruised i couldn't move my leg at all like for days i thought i shattered my hip sure geez so so was that more painful or the tooth those were pretty comparable like i was, <laughs> laying, I, was I was laying on the couch and i had my one leg crossed over the other one i physically could not get my own leg to like yeah. uh, go over. So like lifting it a half of an inch was completely out of the question. Yeah. That's crazy. It was great. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, like the, uh, the tooth thing. And it's funny, like <clears throat> people will say, Oh, like you broke your tooth because of like poor hygiene and stuff. I chew ice and like the dentist, like the very first thing he said when he's examining my teeth, uh, cause I came in as a new patient, he was like, you chew ice, huh? And I'm like, uh-huh. It <laughs> seems like I can tell. But um, yeah, so that's like the worst thing um, for me. But I literally, it broke because I was eating popcorn. And I, I didn't, I didn't, because um, even over the phone, because they, they, I set an appointment and I put it as an emergency because I was like, I think it's an emergency. It's like, it's near my mouth, like near my brain, right? So I'm like, I don't want to get an infection. So I'm like, the lady asked, she's like, oh, did you like chew on a kernel? And I was like, no, it's just freaking popcorn. And then I, I could like, I started chewing on my tooth. So I was like, I thought my kids put a rock inside the bag of popcorn. And I was just like, oh man, that's my tooth. And then, uh, yeah, it happened at night, man. It was just uh, crazy. But um, yeah, man. So fun fact. Stuff. Yeah. I, bro I broke mine on a quest bar at the vitamin shop. And I'm like, I'm like, that's, a, I'm like, that's, I'm like, that's a really hard spot. So I chewed it a couple more times and I'm like, hey, yeah, that's, I went to pull it out. I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's like back when they had the uh, IMO fiber. They're like super hard. Or is that the, the recent ones? Yeah, the old ones. Those, yeah. those old school ones. Yeah. But after I had my tooth extracted, they never told me not to eat small. They're like, oh, once like you're, you get feeling back, you can feel free to eat and stuff. Cause they didn't want me like biting on my tongue or cheek or whatever. Yeah. Like as soon as you get feeling back, go back to eating normal. Well, they must've thought I was just like a fat kid. Like my normal was like a burger and fries. So I went and ate rice and apparently you're not supposed to eat anything like small, like, oh. uh, firm and small. So I packed it. I packed my tooth socket full of rice. So when I was done with the meal, I had to take water and like rinse like mouthwash and try to get the rice out of my jaw. Oh. <laughs> oh man it's funny oh man that's like a scare tactic for uh kids like teaching them to like brush their teeth and stuff I'm like oh you're gonna lose your teeth <laughs> but uh don't chew on ice yeah don't chew um, on ice that's yeah dude. that's a good <laughs> yeah it's funny like well it's not funny but like my mom always told me not to do that she's like you paid good money for your teeth don't chew on your ice um <clears throat> But they say people chew on ice because of like uh, aggression, anger issues, or like sexual tension. So I don't know. Gotta tell your wife to level up. I know, man. I'm not, I'm not supposed to be chewing ice. ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey, uh, um, I, did you did you watch Fuad's podcast? Yeah, his recent I, one. I finished it a little bit earlier. Like today. Okay. I, I, did you? Uh, what was your opinion about the skill bodybuilders having skills so i i can understand fuad's argument because yeah. yes it takes like we have to learn the technique how to train but a skill is like hand eye coordination hand foot coordination like things that go into other sports that take a lot more learn like time to learn and execute properly even people that don't understand how, like look at how many top pros really don't understand how to train correctly but yeah. they get by yeah yeah so i mean because I, I thought that was a very um 
very debatable topic and there are good points on both sides um because i thought i'd like to kind of talk about this because um i just i freaking wanted to join in on the conversation because um you know for all fathers or all parents there's there's a skills the, the term skill requires anything any type of physiological or um, kinesthetical movements or even brain development like mental capacity to be able to do a certain activity so like like uh ben's example of like his child using a spoon learning how to use a spoon like that's a skill um but um but like even look at like society and how like we literally had to raise the height of toilets to now chair height when you go and buy a toilet you you can buy a chair height or standard because people don't know how to squat that's a skill nowadays right that's a skill so yeah. like there's a huge difference between a skill like squatting for sure is a skill because olympic lifters power lifters those are all skill sets and you go in and you practice them every day the same way that a football player throws a ball so olympic lifters they'll go in every single day and they will perform a snatch or a squat or whatever they do but are they going to max load it no but they are practicing the skill of that movement to get their brain pat to get their brain to like atomically like and automatically like just perfect the the movement without them thinking the same way tom brady is being able to like pan around the the field and throw the ball but also discipline is a skill so like the mindset that's that's where the whole argument is yeah so that's so to me discipline so if you're saying discipline is a is an attribute yes it is but everyone has the if you're like for example if you're a christian believer you believe that everyone has the attributes of jesus christ but not everyone perfects them not everyone's able to actually like to, to be like that right so but like in terms of discipline it's an attribute but if you're not religiously practicing it or like daily practicing it you're not going to be able to have that skill to step away from from like you know like uh like not overeating your calories prepping for a bodybuilding show you're not gonna be able to have the skill set to to be to be um um to, to be determined to go to the gym or you know so there's there's dedication i believe like self-accountability i believe that's a huge skill set because there's it's so much of a skill set that they even make um, self-help books based around that because it's a skill that we we lack mentally. You know what I mean? Yep. So that is the argument that made like that's where I think yeah. everything is focused on. If if you deem the discipline or ability to overcome like not easy tasks, yeah. Then yes, if that's a skill in bodybuilding, absolutely a highly skilled based sport. But if that's like mental tough, you classify that as like mental toughness or something yeah. else. If you classify that as anything else, I think there's like I think Olympic lifting is way more of a skill than a bodybuilder style training is. Yeah, yeah. And I think the yeah, it came down to like him just saying that there wasn't any skill in bodybuilding. It was like, um, yeah, I think that that's where it kind of drew a line. But um, yeah, I just thought it's kind of funny because like, I, I believe definitely there's like a huge mental side of it. And um, there's not a lot of people that are wanting to do it or even live that lifestyle. Like, I don't want to live that lifestyle. Like, to be honest, man, like it's, uh, it's very, very, um, I guess, like routine and which is fine. I kind of like that. But it, to the point to where it's like, man, I got to get up and like do something else. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm the complete off. I do. I've done the same thing for 10 <laughs> years straight. I'm, I'm set. Yeah. But so do you have a list of the Arnold competitors? I just yeah, pulled it up. Um, yeah, I can share I my screen too. Personally. That'd be perfect. But uh, do you see Raphael Brendale with Drew? Yep. So he is doing the other Arnold classic, right? isn't he he's doing the brazil one uh, or i'm not sure what he's doing but yeah i just seen him scratched off the list that i found yeah so he's off of there um but um yeah so um so talking about bodybuilding and how it requires some skills so we're gonna go ahead and um break down the arnold 
classic um, kind of our top picks. I would say the top five, top six. I don't know how many how many they line up now at the Arnold. Is it, they do six at the Arnold and five at the Olympia? I think it varies. I think I've seen them do both. Yeah, I don't remember depending how close it is. Yeah. Um, so I guess go for it, man. What are your who, who's your number one? I think you it's hard to make an argument for anyone other than Brandon Curry for the number one spot. I think that's probably the most uh, expected outcome, but I think from two to seven is very, very competitive. But with previous Olympia winner, previous Arnold winner, like second at the Olympia, I think it's very, very hard to make an argument that he's not the favorite with who else is in the lineup. Yeah. I think that's like the, pretty much the majority of all podcasts even talking about this. That's <laughs> kind of the same thing, the track history of Brandon Curry. And I, who was it that I was listening to? Um, they were talking about like, we haven't seen Brandon Curry up, up next to like all these other competitors, right? We've seen them up next to- um, Ron and Dusty. Okay, yeah, yeah. So think big bodybuilding. So, you know, we've seen them up to- up next to like Hottie and Rami, but we haven't seen them next to like these, they're not, they're not small competitors, but they are newer into the sport trying to like gain some credibility. But I guess yeah. this is a new video. Yeah, so people have been making comments. It looks like you brought up his quads even more. Yeah. Well, so like- We're how many, we're what? Them. Four weeks now? Yeah, Something like that. yeah. I mean, as long as they don't flatten out, because his only real knock is his legs and mainly from the back, right? That's where yeah, the, his the hamstrings, his hamstrings, and like there's not as much flare in his back shots. Yeah. So, like, this little adductors and ductors, so it's not filled in compared to like, man, compared to like Nick Walker, compared to like Hottie, compared to. Rami's freaking legs. I don't, I don't know if there's like something in those or not, dude. But they're freaking crazy big. But I mean, if they were, if they were loaded, just think how expensive it would be. It'd be yeah. so much. Work. So, so that's the number one, eh? Um, yeah. I, I think I'm gonna go with Wilkins in the second spot. Brett Wilkins. I think he's first off. He pushed and arguably beat Hunter Labrada in Chicago last year. And he went on to place fourth, right? Third or fourth? Over at the um... Olympia. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Hunter Labrada, who he Oh, was. yeah, he, he went fourth at the Olympia. Yeah. yeah, and he arguably beat him in Chicago that same year. So, yeah, he looked, man, he looked way better. He looks better than he did in Chicago. Um, but that's what I was going to say. He's, I don't know if anyone's progressing at the rate he's progressing right now either. Yeah. He's, his last three years have just been insane with how much prog progress he's made. Like those freaking hamstrings, dude. He's, yeah. And, <laughs> that's so nutty. We, kn we know he's going to be insanely conditioned. Like that's lean and dry. With the back, with Matt, yeah, dude, that's yeah. that's a full back. Um, he likes the uh, width a little bit, eh? Maybe a little bit, but I compared to Brandon, he, because we're, we're we're comparing everybody to Brandon, right? Because he's their number one pick. Yeah, but I think his structure, like by himself, it doesn't look like as dramatic as a V. But I don't think he's narrow once you actually put him next. To him. He's so that's a year apart. Dude, that's that's insane. His, <laughs> he already had great lower body. His upper body is improved a ton. Yeah, and, and for those of you who don't know, like he started off as like a men's physique competitor, right? And then he went classic, and then he went up to to bodybuilding. I knew classic for sure. Like he turned pro in classic, I believe. Right. But um, that's it. Yeah, I don't know if he was the like one that went pounds. through all the. Went through all the um, classes or not. 
But um, yeah, man, he's impressive. Yeah, so he's your he's your number two. Yeah, I think it's gonna be yeah. interesting if he's if he doesn't look narrow compared to some of these guys like just collar bone width. I, I it's gonna be hard for uh, anyone else to beat him. That's kind of the wild card. No, Steve Kukla. Yeah. So I want to see how wide he looks next. So you got to think Justin Rodriguez, maybe the widest person in the IFBB, and then Kuklo. So if they get stood next to Wilkins, and Wilkins looks super narrow, it's going to be tricky. I think those two are the ones that might be able to expose his if he has a little issue in width. Yeah, I Kuklo's huge. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's the standard for Arnold Classic. Do they usually go for someone that's more like has some like nice lines and symmetry because they have like Cedric winning? Bonax does have some lines to him. I'm you know, I because Steve is more blocky, but Nick won it last year and he's more blocky as well, but he was conditioned, like really conditioned. So do they want to go more streamlined again? Like um, like just more like aesthetics? Because Steve is nice, like silhouette. Cedric, very nice silhouette. Brandon, crazy silhouette. Like, so do they stick with that? You know? Like, is that how they're judging this year? So and Kukla was talking about uh coming in lighter this time. Like he's expected to be lighter and in that theory that he wants to be leaner. Oh, yeah, that was on uh, Fuad's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dude, who, so who's, your number, who, who's your number three? Uh, so is Nathan Diasha confirmed out, or do we know anything? I haven't heard. Um, I don't know with COVID, but I, I don't know if he would do the same thing like um, Rafael Brando and just, like, skip it and go to, like, European show to win money versus coming over here or possibly not making it like running into the traveling issues, like how Regan Grimes was running into. Um, Cause like, that's going to be super stressful. Like even if he does that, he said on a previous podcast that he's okay with flying. Like he, his body does really well and doesn't really retain water um, from the altitude change. Um, but uh, I would just think like the whole PCR testing, um, before going to there and then um, coming back over here, do you do another PCR test? So I don't know. Um, I mean, I if I was a competitor and this is my money, I would definitely try. Um, yeah, because yeah, even placing third in this lineup with the new increase in the money yeah. is well worth it. Yeah. Do we know who he's working with right now? Justin? Yeah. No. Um, he's had like seven coaches in the last three shows. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he looked best with Sims. From Yeah, the cement factor. He brings in people pretty dry. Um, he, uh, he wasn't working with Andrew Wu, was he? I don't remember. Uh, he he was in, yeah, he was all over the place. Can I see that list one more time? Yeah. So Steve and Nathan. So if Nathan's there, I think Nathan gets third. William gets fourth. Mm. And then fifth. <sighs> I think Cedric's not even in the conversation. Fifth is hard because I kind of want to put Regan in there. If yeah. a team comes in lean enough, if you can't keep him out of there. Uh, Steve Kuklo. Uh, it's probably... I really can't wait to see Steve versus Justin and see those how wide those two people are. 
Yeah, especially standing next to Brandon. Um, how do you feel about William? Um, I don't think okay. he's. I think he's in the top ten. I think he's toward the back of the top ten. Okay, so you think he's out of the top five? Yeah, because like I don't really follow him that close, but um, um, I I do um, I do think that like his injury, and then I know that from one of his uh, his interviews, he's he went on TRT or, or something like that. Like he he dropped down his his cycles and he went on TRT and then to rest and recover, which I'm assuming he might have done like. Um, like PRP or something like, or some type of like stem cell, he might've done something like that to try to help the recovery. But I think he's, yep. cause he's getting older and he's going to, I don't think his legs are going to be up to par. And so if his legs are smaller, it's going to make his waist look bigger because he's already compact so much. So, I mean, he can come in more shredded and just leaner overall. Um, but when you, when he becomes, if he becomes that conditioned, it'll, I think it'll take away from his his bubbliness, like his physique, because I don't think he's like a Phil Heath where he's just like that that crazy bubble like look, right? Um, so, so yeah, I don't know if he's just going to be more flat and stringy looking because he's so conditioned and he went through an injury. So I and I, the injury was last year. So I'm changing. Um, I'm I'm changing it. I'm not putting him in the fourth. I think there's too many other competitors. And the legs were my main issue to begin with. So I think it's going to go. I think Regan is going to beat Steve and Justin. I think he has that shape, that structure that they tend to like to reward at the Arnold. And he seemed to make a lot of improvements in the body parts he needed improvements on since he's went with Milos. There's nutty, man. Yeah. Nutty. So I think he's going to be in the fourth spot. Yeah. That back is his, he has those like almost Kai Green-esque lower lats. There's so, there's so much meat just right down to the bottom of the lats. Yeah. Yeah, and you know I'm not an expert at this, but like just hearing from like what other people say about his back, I mean I think it looks great, but I thought they like Fuad and then said like his back needs to be thicker because he's got the width, thought, or is or is he trying I to thought, get wider or something? No, I thought they always talked about his back being really good, like he needed other body parts to catch up to it. Is this, his traps are like freaking huge too. So I don't, I don't know a side shot, but the other thing that kind of like it, it aggravates me is like they, the majority of their, when they pose, it's like after a workout. And so they like, you know, you've competed, you don't do a full workout in the back because you're going to be sweating. So it's like, um, I would like to see like what they look like just you know, cold. And I know like Luke Sando used to like, uh, used to do that, you know, he used to show his physique as like pre-cardio or post-cardio in the morning. And so he's like flatter. Yeah. So it's hard for me to tell because every time that they show this, it's like in Milos's protocol of insulin and carbs, um, when he, I, when Regan's having carbs, um, and definitely fills them out. So it's hard for me to like, to even know like how, how well he is like right now, you know what I mean? Like just, just from a pump up and not from a workout, but I'm trying to see like his back though. Cause I thought they said like, he just needed more depth, like the back, like looks good. The insertions look good, but, um, I mean, the lower his lower lats are one of the thickest yeah. in the IFBB. So I don't know, maybe upper yeah. back. So yeah, so like right up here, like there should be some more meat on there. And again, we're, I, I I'm assuming they're comparing him to, to like the Olympia winners, right? So, you know, this back compared to 
Phil Heath. This back compared to Brandon's thickness, things like that, like he's missing some meat right down here, but his lower back is like really good because his waist, and it makes his waist look like even crazier. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I think he's going to stack up pretty well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put him in fourth and then probably Justin, I'm scared he's not going to be peaked correctly. So probably Steve, then Justin, and then Akeem. I think he's not going to come in. Like his back never has enough detail. When it does, he's in the running to win the entire show. Yeah. Uh, so I, th yeah, I think there and then Sam, I don't know where Samson's going to fall because Samson was very competitive with Regan. The last show that they did with Clarita. I don't know if Samson was in that one. Oh, no, that was Sergio. Yeah. Where was Samson yeah. at? He was in. He did he like three shows. Yeah, he did like three shows overseas. So I might actually put him right behind Regan. So one Curry, two Brett, three Nathan, four Regan, five uh, Samson, six Steve or Justin. I think that those are going to flip flop. And then William behind that. I think his legs being down is going to be a big, big issue. Shaban is crazy too. He has progressed at an insane rate, but I don't think he has a. I don't think he's, his body fits together as nice as some of the other people. Even though it's freaky, like his legs are insane. Yeah, his legs are just crazy huge. So, what what does your line look like? What are you thinking? Pretty close to you. Um, yeah, this dude's. This guy's nutty, man. <laughs> his legs. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, his back, again, I think his back lacks the depth, the same thing when you're comparing it versus Brandon and probably Brett now. I think that's where he loses some of it. Um, but yeah, legs are crazy. Um, so for me... <laughs> Uh, Brandon winning it. Uh, Going to have Brett Wilkins second. Third, I think it's going to be Regan. Fourth, Steve. And fifth, Akeem. So you think Nathan doesn't even break the top five? I don't think he makes it. So I'm leaving him out. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just don't feel like, I feel like he's not going to. So obviously, if he doesn't show up, obviously everyone behind him just moves up one spot. If he, if he shows up, I think he'll take fourth. His, like, his, the, his structure with the amount of muscle mass he has in that tiny, like, longer torso makes, like, his front door bicep look nutty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, I'm banking that um, Regan comes in just crazy, crazy peeled, and you can't like deny it, like almost like a, like a young Juan Morel, yeah, like just nutty, thin, paper thin skin, and um, and he got the structure, so like width isn't gonna be an issue yeah. just based on height. Yeah, he's he's very photogenic. Uh, he's very good for advertising. I think there's a lot of things that they can do with him. And uh, that would be more of like a good face for bodybuilding. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's yeah, if Nathan shows up, you know, fourth and then and Steve will be fifth. Just, uh, just for fun, not as disrespect, but who do you think Cedric beats at this point in his career? At this? Um, it's a, I think it's a battle between him and uh, William. I think they're just, you know, they're they're 
they're older, they're, it's harder for them to maintain the muscle mass when they're dieting. Um, and Cedric has downsized significantly from like when we seen him on stage last, it was not the same. And he had an injury, his anxiety kicks in. Um, and someone who like has anxiety himself, like it, the cortisol spike can mess with your blood glucose response and your insulin um, sensitivity. There's just a lot of issues. And um, it, so I, I don't know. Um, I, I just think that those two guys, they're getting older in their sport and they're not as gifted as, uh, as Dexter Jackson was. And they're definitely not doing what Dexter, Dexter Jackson did because I'm assuming he had a whole medical crew by his side to give him whatever. <laughs> to keep him nice and full um, you'd have to yeah man it's like something like he must have had like like real follow statin like <laughs> like I, I don't know like something to keep him just nice and full uh or essaclear or something uh, so what do you think about max charles because his legs were up his last show and, and with his legs being up it gets kind of dangerous like if his hamstrings and quads are both improved like his front shots, arguably some of the best in the show. Yeah. If we like from waist up. Um, I think uh, history kind of like gives us a track record and I just don't think it's like well enough to be uh, assuming that he's going to come in spot on. Uh, yeah. But because I mean, I, I assume whoever doesn't do well in this, I would like what the next show is going to is Jay Cutler's doing his next show. I think after this, um, um, I'm not sure on that because then, then you have, then you have the Tampa pro. So, and then Ian's got to qualify again, right? Or is he already qualified? I think he has to qualify again, but he was playing like not early in the season. I don't think. Yeah. So then Tampa pro, um, it's going to be another big one for all these guys. And then I, the, the Dallas Europa. So it'd, yeah. it'd be awesome to get a, uh, like a big Tampa lineup. Cause obviously I'm going to go. Uh, do you want to talk classic quick, maybe top three? Um, I, I'm going with Terrence with, for my number one. Classic. Yeah. So you got Breon, you got Urs, you got Terrence, you got Devine. Peter Molnar. Oh uh, yeah, Peter Molnar. Oh yeah, he's he's doing it. Yeah, he did. He's competed in the classic the other year. Like uh, he before when he was doing bodybuilding in the other federation, maybe he had a little more weight to him. He looked nutty. But he, he didn't stand out nearly as much when he was actually on a IFBB stage. But his triceps yeah, his, are some of the craziest. Yeah, his pictures are like the best angles in the world. <laughs> Just um, his arms, his arms in general are nutty. Yeah. Um, where's his legs at? Uh, for, uh, I think, yeah. So for classic, they're not too far behind but I, I don't think he I think his arms are absolutely world class Are you think his arms are classic or his arms are open his arms are awesome his arms, you think his arms are more 212 almost like the, uh, the dino guy the dude from Brazil his arms are just ginormous I'm not even going to classify his arms I just think they're awesome if you could yeah. find a side tricep of him, his yeah. tricep has some of the most meat I've ever seen. Like yeah. his, one of his tricep. Pretty, pretty nutty. Yeah, and that's not even a great picture. I, mean, just I remember seeing a couple of That peak. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It's, um, it's something. So when on Fuaz podcast they were talking about best bicep peaks ever, how did they not bring up Kai Green? Look at that thing. Yeah, that's 
full on genetics right there. And that chest is really thick. So yeah. I, I see why people like, like, there was so much hype for him in classic, but I don't think he beats Terrence, Breon, Ours. I think those three are easy leading from him. Yeah. So who's your top three? Uh, Terrence, number one. Probably have to. Mm. Breon's getting older too. I'm going to go Ours and then Breon. His structure is like when, when you look at like his front relaxed next to Terrence and next to uh, Chris. Yeah. It's impressive. If he had any muscle tissue to that, it looks insane. Like pull up a couple of his recent stuff. Yours? Yeah. Because structurally, I think he's insane. St still on the small side of muscularity, but like look at that front relax. Yeah, he hasn't shown any of his updated pictures though. And he talks about he doesn't want to do that. He puts out a lot of content, but after he trained with Dorian once, he doesn't show his physique until the week of the show to try to create a little more hype and like mystery. So he does other content, which he talked about when he was on Fouad's podcast, but he keeps the physique covered up until the peak week. But like, what, what's missing there? As long as it gets, if it just adds you know, muscle evenly, it's going to be hard. Yeah, his, yeah, his arms are, his, I would say arms aren't really that big of a weakness in classic physique as long as it flows together. Because again, Chris Bum said he's, He's a big dude. I mean, and uh, they always like make fun of his arms being smaller, but um, but it flows well with his physique. So again, you don't want your arms too big, but um, I think maybe just must like muscle density, muscle maturity. Like probably Which he 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 made a comment that he's significantly harder in this prep than he was his first couple preps because he's still super young. He said his skin texture has. Uh, thinned out a ton, which yeah. people say a lot of things. Uh, what do you think about his quad shape? Because I think it's really, really good. Yeah, if, if he fills in the inner thigh a little bit more. Yeah, yeah the, the sweep outer, the goes sweep so high. Like really nice. Yeah, the sweep is really good. It almost looks like slightly photoshopped <laughs> because it's like up here it looks it photoshopped. Just like his delts. <laughs> yeah. It's like, funny. Is he beating Chris in the delts? And Chris always is notorious for great mm. delts. Uh, it's close. I think they're I think they have the same size shoulders, just his is on a smaller overall. Yeah, I think it's opposing difference too. So Chris is more upright, straight. Yours is like kind of back a little bit. Like his he's definitely flexing his chest more more than. Chris and Terrence, like they're Chris and Terrence are posing closer, like, like they're more they're posing more similar, and yours is. Dude, tell me one other. There's not a person in classic physique that doesn't translate through photos worse than Terrence. Yeah, <laughs> like he's peeled, like he's in insane shape. Every time you see him on just maybe it's because of how dark his skin tone is in person, like he's always talked about as being one of the most in shape. Pictures and videos are so hard. Like when I watched Arnold last year when he won, like I was all in on it because obviously Meadows thing and like I was committed to him winning. And he yeah. came out, I'm like, God, I know how great he looks, but like on the stream or on the pictures, it doesn't translate. Almost like Ian. Ian's notorious for being absolutely peeled, but there's something about him that doesn't translate through the camera nearly as well. Yeah. But if you see even this picture right here, there's a, there's a posing difference. Oh, you, for sure. see, you can see at the clavicle. So I wonder if yours like fixes that posing. Like it looks good. I mean, he's a freaking Olympia, <laughs> but but um, but like as far as like trying to go shot for shot with Chris, 
I mean, I would be interested to see how he looks. Chris's delts are just nutty looking. <laughs> There's almost those sharp angles where everyone thinks like hottie, they think they have stuff in their shoulders. But that's such yeah. a genetic thing. Yeah. Like but, um, I know yeah. that the sharp delt, it, I've seen obviously there's definitely people that have put shit in shoulders and made them look somewhat like that but yeah i've never i've never seen chris's delts not look insane yeah um yeah he's he's one of a kind man it's, it's however long his body can last um yeah as far True. as the classic classic physique i think yours is going to win i think he's going to win terrence can get second brian going to get third i cannot support this <laughs> hometown Terrence um, I just think that uh, be, the fact that yours is not going to be showing his physique makes me anticipate it more and I think that it's something special like I just uh, I mean if he if he did that well at um, at the Olympia and he's that calm and collected I know Terrence is calm and collected appearance wise on the outside i don't know what's going on on the inside but i think yours is like actually like like a kid in a toy story and uh i i think he's just like having fun with it but um and i think that can do a lot with like keeping your fullness and um i think terrence is gonna win because his overall complete thickness and his back because obviously these front shots are insane i think terrence hamstring through all the way up to his upper back. It's gonna and get they get done. rated. They get uh, judged on posing. The the yes. posing routine. Yep. Terrence will win that because I think yours like broke dance. He did like a worm or something for the Olympia. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's funny. So last year when Terrence didn't win the best poser, slightly salty, but you knew he was winning the title then. Who won the best poser? The other really good poser. Um, oh. yeah, I, I don't remember. But yeah, Terrence Urs Breon. I think Breon's on the on the decline. He's like forty, early forties now, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's surprisingly old. Um, he's like young in the sport, I believe. Right? He kind of started off kind of older. Um, yeah. Trying to remember, he did a podcast with Dennis James and. Uh, yeah, I think he was like older, but he looks like he's in his like early 30s. He's crazy young look yeah. looking, but um but I mean he might and, like stay and acting. Huh? And acting, if we're being honest. Yeah. I'm not a huge I, fan of his I don't know how much of that's like his real personality. I think he definitely isn't like that and um it's annoying. I feel like it's like like a persona that he puts on for the camera. Um, I feel yeah. like he tries to put on a, like more like straight at, like when you see the videos of him like behind the scenes, like his YouTube and stuff, and he acts yeah. like a party kid kind of is what yeah. I think of it. I think he tries to rein that back some in the pressers and stuff, but I just don't like that. He's like, yeah someone like get lit on the weekends turn up kind of mentality yeah it's definitely not good for like younger people watching the sport and now since they even took away the team division you have to be 18 or older now to compete i think that's that's a great um new um i guess like uh it's not a rule but like it's a new policy i guess so so they got rid of team nationals is gone i'm guessing you have 19. Yeah, I well, I mean, it's 18 and up, so you can't compete at like 17 or 15 anymore um, because I'm assuming you will get influenced to use more steroids at a younger age. And um, I, I can beat it at 16 or 17 as my first show. I yeah. did my first, started my first cycle on my 18th birthday. But I mean, now and now it's so easy to buy things online and to find things online and it just it makes them want to experiment with stuff that we don't even know about so like SARMs which we don't it's not regulated or just you know 
things that are going to yeah, be more harmful to the body. You're a bigger fan of SARMs than I am. Oh, no, I don't like them. Oh, I, no, I, yeah, I, don't, I, I like them in a clinical setting where they use um, LGD, where they use Legandrol 4033, but it's one milligram. So, okay. and they use it intravenous. In Austrian, same thing, it's like 0.5 milligrams. But you're giving people 20 milligrams like three times a day. It's not like obviously the studies are shown that it's not going to hurt like other like your prostate, right? Or DHT, or it's not going to be suppressive, but that's at like one milligram the entire day. But now you're you're dosing it like you know a hundred times higher. So obviously there's gonna be be repercussions. That's like saying hey, water is totally fine for you. But if you go and drink 10 gallons in one hour, you're going to die of water toxicity. So there's going to be repercussions going more of an extreme. So, and also the fact that they're not even regulated. So if you were to actually like, or start up an LLC or an S Corp of a pharmaceutical company and then get your hands on legit SARMs, it's going to be way more expensive milligram per milligram of something that um, won't yield the same results anabolically um, on your body because it's more used for like recovery because doctors or not doctors, but researchers, PhD and um, pharmaceutical companies are trying to replace things that, you know, like Anabar and such so that they can make things in a lab a little bit easier uh, rather than sourcing it from China or something, right? So if I can grow this peptide in a Petri dish um, and then facilitate it to multiple patients, burn victims, instead of Anavar, which we're getting from elsewhere, now we can increase our mar profit margin, you know, thinking as a business, but then also we can help them uh, regain their muscle strength or, or skin tissue, things like that. So in a clinical setting, I, there's places for everything, but the doses are so small. And so if you go on like, um, like journals, then that's, that's where you start looking at the dosing and then the side effects, but yeah. But, but kids just think that like, oh, Tony Hughes said, take this amount. And so I'm going to take this amount. And uh, then they end up hurting themselves in the long run. Yeah, for sure. I just, all the claims about no suppression, uh, no effects on blood work, those are completely false. Almost, yeah. Now shown to be almost worse than a lot of anabolics. And yeah. you're not going to get the same results. So, yeah. Yeah, man, it hits me a different way because I'm like, this whole channel is focused on like more adolescence. <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, the last thing I want to do is put out like a, like a, a video saying like, this is acceptable <laughs> for someone when there's like no, no data behind the dose that they're using. There's data behind the, the um, chemical structure, but not like the dosing that they use. But yeah. Anyways, ready to head on out. Yeah, that was fun. I'm glad we did this. Made me yeah, think. Man. All right. Have a good one. All right, but later.